They say a man's home is his castle. Well, in the summer of 2009, Matthew Stewart's home became a house of horrors. I'm Jennifer Blades, and this is the Unanswered Podcast, Season 2, Cold as Ice. It was just after midnight on Tuesday, June 9th, 2009, in a quiet suburb in Charlotte, North Carolina, when 31-year-old Matthew Stewart's wife, Angel, ran across the street to their neighbor's house for help. Angel pleaded for the neighbor to call 911, stating that she'd just been shot and that an intruder was struggling with her husband inside their home. As you can only imagine, I'm sure the neighbor was scared and confused as he made that 911 call. Born on March 14, 1978, he lived his entire life in Mooresville, a large town in Iredell County, North Carolina. Mooresville was the kind of place where you could grab a craft beer on a summer afternoon at one of the local breweries, or find out why it's called Race City, USA. Think Pinsky and Earnhardt. And if you're into murals, well, let's just say Mooresville had its share of vintage-style wall art to fill up your entire Instagram account. Matt graduated from Mooresville Senior High School. He got his associate's degree in nursing from Mitchell Community College and worked at Lake Norman Regional Medical Center. After reportedly having some drug issues, Matt turned his life around and became involved in the church. There, he met single mom, Angela Hare, who went by Angel, sometime in early 2000s. When Matt and Angel met, she had recently given birth to her daughter, Hannah. After dating for only a few short months, The two were engaged, and Matt ended up adopting Hannah. The couple would go on to have two children together, making them a party of five. By all accounts, they appeared to be a happy family, with Angel and Matt both having careers as nurses, but working at different hospitals. They lived in a cozy community named Gabriel Estates in Mooresville. It was a typical subdivision made up of primarily two-story homes near North Carolina Highway 115. You know, just a regular neighborhood with working-class people. It was an early morning on Shepherd Hill Drive, and by all accounts, it was quiet, until Angel Stewart ran to a neighbor's house, holding her two-year-old child in her blood-soaked arms. Yes, Angel had been shot. The neighbor, who didn't want to be identified, told WCNC News, quote, The wife was screaming that she had gotten shot, She got shot in the arm two times to call 911, and her husband was struggling with the intruder, I guess, end quote. That was around 1245 that the call was made. Police arrived on the scene around 1249. Police, no doubt, were entering into a tense situation. They had no idea what had just taken place just minutes earlier and what threats would potentially still be in the home. From the outside of the house, things appeared quiet, normal if you would. But according to Angel, an unidentified man entered their home while she and her family slept. As Angel escaped, her husband was in a fight for his life, while their middle child slept. With a child left inside the home, this added to the urgency to assess the situation and get both her and Matt out safely. 
Police had no idea what they were dealing with. Were the two occupants deceased? Were they being held inside by a crazed gunman? There was no way of knowing what they would encounter walking into the house on Shepherd Hill Drive. It took police over an hour to enter the home, where they found Matt Stewart in the upstairs bathroom, covered in blood, and sadly, dead. By the amount of blood found throughout the scene, it was obvious that a fight ensued. Numerous people described Matt as a family man, so I'm sure his only objective that early morning was to keep his family safe at all cost. And he did. His wife and child escaped, and his youngest child that was left inside of the home was reported to be unharmed. Again, this was a violent death, and the autopsy report would lay out just how violent. Matt was not only shot multiple times throughout his body, but he was also stabbed dozens of times. This was a classic case of overkill. And in my opinion, this was personal. What I found interesting and something that threw in a few wrenches into this case is that it was reported that there were two separate firearms used. So what does that mean? Were there actually two separate gunmen? Did the one gunman change guns mid-kill? The police are pretty tight-lipped about this detail, but I'm curious if they were able to tell which caliber of gun shot Angel. This whole case is bizarre, but that detail to me just makes this case even more confusing. It can send you down a rabbit hole of theories. It appears that there were no signs of forced entry and no eye or ear witnesses. I find it somewhat strange that no one reported hearing anything. But I hear things all the time in my neighborhood that I easily explain away and either go back to bed or continue doing what I was doing. So I guess it's really not that strange. Most of us aren't trained to even know what a gunshot truly sounds like. And the fact of the matter is, Matt was shot. Angel stated that they were asleep in their bed with their son in between them when a tall man started shooting at them from the doorway. Angel grabbed their son and ran out of the house as Matt began tussling with the intruder, which led to Angel getting shot in her arm and hand. But it appears that the wounds were minor. There really isn't very much information shared about this case by the police, which is understandable, but it leads to a lot of questions from the public, myself included. I have so many unanswered questions. For example, did Matt have any known enemies? How was the couple's marriage? Were they in any financial trouble? How did they get along with each other's families? I've seen cases where the in-laws have hired someone to take out their son or daughter-in-law just because they didn't like them. Now, I'm not saying that any of these scenarios were the case with Matt, but the fact of the matter is that someone, or multiple someones, entered Matt's house and violently killed him without a motive that's been shared. I'm sure Angel was looked at, if not by police, then by the court of public opinion. I'll admit it, when I started researching this case, my thoughts immediately went to her being involved. But to be fair, I don't know Angel. I don't have knowledge that the police are considering her as a suspect, or that they feel that she has anything to do with the case. But like they say, the spouse is always the first one that they look at. I'm sure police conducted this investigation in a professional manner and checked out all avenues of potential suspects and motives. Again, none that they've shared. 
What we do know to be true is that a wife is without her husband, and three children have to grow up without their father. I'm sure Matt is missed by those he knew. This June will mark 14 years since this senseless crime took place. If you know what happened to Matt Stewart on June 9, 2009, contact the Mooresville Police Department at 704-664-3311. 14 years is a long time for a heartless killer to be roaming the streets and for a family to go without answers. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for this week's Ice Cold Case. This week's Ice Cold Bonus Case took place in Bridgeport, Connecticut. 16-year-old Luis Gonzalez was working at his family's grocery store, Vega Alta, located at 1160 State Street. When on February 10, 1990, an unidentified person wearing a black ski mask wanted to talk to Luis outside. However, there are conflicting reports if there was just one suspect or multiple. Luis, who attended Basic High School, where he was a junior and a star athlete, walked out of the store and was met with gunfire. He was shot multiple times and taken to Park City Hospital, where he died. This cold case is almost 33 years old this February, and there is no known motive or suspects to speak of. If you have information about this homicide, please call the Bridgeport Police Department at 203-581-5205. It's time to get justice for Luis and his family. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate the show and tell a friend. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Unanswered Podcast for updates and more information from today's show. If you have a case suggestion, go to theunanswerdpodcast.com to submit your request. Join us every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, stay safe. <laughs>